0: Right, church. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Awesome. I love it. I love it. We're good.
1: Well, there's a feeling of expectancy this morning. Amen. Coming into the God's presence to worship. And we are coming with hopes high. He is our hope. Amen. Our eyes fixed on Jesus. Amen, amen, Back amen. in the prayer room, I said it was like a It was like, what did I say, a locker Locker room. room. I mean, it was, we were fired up back there, fired up in the spirit. In the spirit, we're standing and believing for healing before this service even begins. Because our God is God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Our God is God. And He is worthy of all of our praise. So there will be celebrating here this morning. There will be shouts of hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because we worship the God. Amen. Who is God? Amen, who amen, rules amen, and amen, reigns amen. over Hallelujah. all the earth?
0: Hallelujah!
1: And though much is out going on out there, much can come against us. It cannot overtake us amen. because we overcome.
0: Hallelujah. We are
1: overcomers. Hallelujah! I'm excited to worship Hallelujah. this morning.
0: Well, guys, stand with me this morning. Uh, we've got a uh, call to worship out of Lamentations. Okay, we know the story. This is Jeremiah the prophet. He continues to write, and he's having a little bit of challenge with his life. Amen? How many of you have feel like there's some challenges going on right now? Yeah? And amen to that, right? But right in the middle of it, right in the middle of all this lamenting, he is reminding himself, and I want us to remind ourselves this morning, of who God is who he says he is, and what he will do because his mercies are new every morning and every day. So let's read this together on the count of three. It's three verses, so we're going to read all three verses together. One, two, three. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. Let's worship him, guys.
1: Every time we sing that song, um, bring you this offering. The only thing I think every time we sing is my life. This is what I bring. Everything. All of me. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Lord Jesus. And today, while we were singing, I am filled with so much hope this morning, with so much joy this morning, because I've laid down the burden Mm. that I was carrying. I have removed myself from the throne Mm. this week. Who needs to remove themselves Mm. from the throne Mm. and enthrone the Lord Jesus? Enthrone the Lord Jesus. You know know. that it is an act of faith let hope arise within your soul. Let faith arise. His yoke is easy. His burden is light, and it is the joy of the Lord that is our strength.
2: As we come
1: to the table of communion this morning, we will remember Jesus. We will celebrate Jesus, his body broken, his blood shed, victory, the victory of the cross, the victory of the empty tomb. And this morning, after we get these elements, we're going to hold on to them, and we're going to take them together, and I encourage you to have a moment. Well, I encourage you to have every moment with Jesus, because it is the only way. But we're going to, you just, I just encourage you to have a moment where you... You know, I don't believe in begging God for things because the word is filled with promises. We don't have to beg him. Amen. We don't come as beggars. We come Amen. as sons and daughters. Hallelujah. My children don't beg for bread every day. Amen. They don't beg for food every day. They don't Amen. beg for love every day. I Amen. give it I give it generously. Amen. The only the only prayer that I get really desperate with with the Lord is Lord, open my eyes and Amen. let me see. Amen. Let me Thank see you. Lord. Let me see you as I need to see you. Remove what is in the way. Remove from my eyes that which is blinding me and keeping me from seeing your truth, your power, your glory, your majesty. So this morning as as we take communion, that is my prayer. I want to see Jesus. I want to remember him for who he was, for who he is. As he walked this earth and now as he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen the way maker, Mm. the lover of my soul.
0: (sighs) In Jesus' name. Amen. It says, and before we give you instructions on communion, it says in John chapter 6, and we've been reading a lot of this for communion, but I'm going to verse 40 and it says this, and this is the will of him who sent me. The will of him. We say, what's God's will? What's God's will? What's God's will? How do I know God's will? Here's the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up in the last days. Come on, church. Everlasting life, the promise that he paid for on that cross. We get to come and remember what he did for us. Amen.
1: Okay, so the process for receiving the elements is we have one-way aisles. This helps us to give people space during this time. The center aisle is one way, and it goes toward the back table, the back communion table. If you're seated in the back of these two sections, you're going to come to the center, like all the way over to the center aisle, back to receive communion, and you're going to circle back around to your seats. You'll be coming, these side aisles are one way toward the front. The side sections and up front here, you guys can come to these side aisles and then circle back to your seats. It's a two-cup system, so you only have to pick up one, uh, like one grab. And there's two cups: the the crackers on the bottom, the juice is on the top. And then you're going to hold your elements. Uh, we're going to we're going to partake of them together. We're going to come before the Lord together, and we're going to remember Jesus together. Amen. So you may move to to Amen. receive the elements.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's just take a minute, guys, just to reflect on what he's done for you and for me. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel this morning too. Just take a minute. If there's anything in your life that you need to repent for, anything you need to lay down and say, God, Father, I am so sorry. I lay this at your feet. I turn from my sin. It's a time of repentance. Jesus said over and over, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Father, forgive us. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, Take, eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. Thank you, Lord. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup you, is the new covenant Amen. in my blood, the new covenant. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Father, we thank you. We celebrate what you've done for us. We give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. And Father, as we go back into worship now, Father, we just turn our eyes to you. Our hearts, our eyes, our minds, our cares, all, all at your feet. We focus on you and you alone. And as we continue to worship, Lord, we just pray that all those other things will melt away. All those burdens, all those cares, all those pains, all those issues, Father God. That in your presence, they cannot remain. In your presence, they cannot remain. We thank you for it, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, stand with me. We're going to continue to worship. The altars will be open. Uh, so if you want to come down here and just do some business with the Lord, you're more than welcome to do that.
1: Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, Pastor Jim, he, he led this church for 30 years, and he'd often talk about running around the church. And I understood what he meant, but now I really understand what he meant. Because I almost took off just and just started running around the church. And I didn't do it because I feel like there's a lot of new people here, and I didn't want to scare them. And I swear I've never run around the church before. I'm so overwhelmed with the joy of the Lord, with the joy of the Lord. And right now, I want to do something that we honestly, like, it's so weird. I feel like there's a lot of new people here, which is, like, exciting. But we don't ever do this. Okay, first of all, we always do this thing, which is that we, we will be led by the Holy Spirit, we will be led by the Holy Spirit. We will do what he says, when he says to do it, because faith works when you put action to your faith. It it, it, it it makes the way. It prepares the way for the mighty power of heaven to be released in our lives. So we always do that by God's grace. We always make way for the Holy Spirit. But what we don't do and what I want to do is during that song, my husband— is worshiping, and I knew the Lord said, "Gather your children and surround him and pray for him. He needs to be encouraged." And I know that there are families here, there are marriages here, there are there are um, sibling relationships and parent-child relationships that need encouraged. We need to encourage one another in the Lord. It's harder than you think. Let us pray for one another and let's encourage one another. Chains must break at the name of Jesus. Fear must go at the name of Jesus. Each one of you, as you walk with the Lord, there is power in your prayers. Use your power to bless the person around you and next to you. Group up and pray for one another, church. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Thank you, the devil cannot stand against a church that will activate, that will activate their faith, that will go and touch Hallelujah. and be and Hallelujah. speak life. Hallelujah. Faith is motion. Faith is motion. This week, actually it was two weeks ago. I mean, our burden, my burden was heavy and it had been for such a long time and it wasn't for lack of reading. It wasn't for lack of speaking the word. It wasn't, I couldn't figure out what it was. And the Lord led me on a Sunday afternoon to, um, find a quiet space and I felt him speak to my heart and he said, how many people are you? I'm this many people. I'm this many. And I began to make a list of if I don't do this, bad things will happen. The number one was my time with the Lord. Number one was Bible time. If I don't do Bible time, Jesus time, fill me time, night is not good things. Number two was homeschool my daughter. Not good things are gonna happen if I don't get on that and get consistent with it. Number three was dinner. If I don't make dinner, nobody's making dinner. And we end up eating like Cracker Jacks or something horrible. And that can't be in a family with with a lot of people. Uh, for those of you who don't know, who are we have eight children. Seven of them are at home. I have to. I have to be. Someone has to be in charge of knowing what's going to be eaten. That's me. <laughs> and I began to make this list. Mm. And I saw that my number eight thing, I was living like it was my number one thing.
0: Ooh, that's good.
1: And when I made the list with the Lord, that's this good. wasn't just an exercise. Okay, you have to understand. Mm. Don't go home and make a list. Okay. Ask the Holy Spirit your questions and then do what he tells you to do. He told me to make a list. He brought me into some freedom. But it wasn't the list that brought me into freedom. It was being obedient and seeking him because when we seek him, he will be found by us. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If we seek him, he will be found by us. But I began to live in faith. I was living when I said earlier that I took myself off the throne. I was living feeling like if I don't, if I'm not super active in this number eight thing, everything's going to fall apart. That was not true. That was not true. And so I began living the priorities that God had put in front of me as unglamorous as they may seem. It mm. doesn't seem super effective for the kingdom, just cooking a nutritious meal. But mm. I think that Billy Graham's mother would beg to differ. Mm.
0: <laughs>
1: Do I have the next Billy Graham? Mm. Do I have the next Catherine Coleman? My I wow. mean that, you know, they need to be fed and loved and someone's got to teach them their ABCs. I'm just saying. Mm. So when I began to put my feet and my P.I. reclaimed peace, I reclaimed peace, and for a few days, I'm just going to be honest, for a few days, for a few days, I had to say, you need to, uh-uh, uh-uh, I need to talk to you about this. You can make that decision on your own. I'm, I'm teaching the ABCs. Amen. I had to, I'm not kidding. Yeah. It was difficult. True it was that. difficult. True story. And he, I mean, we, yeah, true story. True story. Uh, he, sometimes, I did it very lovingly, and he's, you know, it was all good, but I began to walk in faith knowing God you are in charge. This is your church. These are your children. This is your this is your man, not my man. I don't control this man. I don't control these children. I don't control this church. I am responsible to hear, to trust and to obey. Let my steps, Father, be true to walk in faith. In faith and obedience. And I'm telling you, the burden lifted immediately. And I have walked in peace and joy in the moment. In the moment. And not just me. That joy began to invade other spaces. And there has been joy. (laughs) It's the joy of the Lord, which is our strength.
0: Praise (laughs) the Lord.
1: The devil cannot stand against a church that will activate their faith you, and put it into action. The action of, of hearing, of trusting, and of obeying Amen. the Holy
0: Spirit. Amen. I just want to close worship time here. Psalm 138. just want to read verse 7 and 8. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, <laughs> you will revive me. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. Father, we thank you for this beautiful time we've had together. Father, we thank you that you have transformed lives already this morning by the power of your Holy Spirit. We receive that, Lord. We seal that by your Holy Spirit. We thank you for it. We worship you. We honor you. We glorify you. And Father, we're excited to all you still have in store for this service (laughs) because it's not over. We're only getting started and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: All right, so a few details. Um, Kid Corner is right over there in the corner, and over there we have a couple of things. We have something called Book Borrow. There's a really nice collection of uh, beautiful children's books all about the Word. Those books are available for during the sermon time if um Your children want to borrow them. They can be, you can take a couple and read them. Um, We also have sermon notes. There's two piles of sermon notes. There's a stack for fourth through sixth graders and K through third. There's some blank pages for doodling. There's also sermon notes they can fill in um, about what the message is about, their favorite song that we sang, just that type of thing. Those papers go home with you. And then we also have our sermon bags. If you're an ECF regular, as soon as we dismiss, kids, you can run and just grab your bag because you know the drill. Um, guests. We have guest bags for toddler through sixth grade, and in it is just some toys, some coloring books, different things to help kids um, just keep their hands busy while their ears are listening to the sermon. Um, you'd be amazed at what they hear. I mean, it is awesome. It's awesome. My kids are growing in the Lord by listening to their dad preach. I just think that's awesome. So um, those items, they go back in the bag, and then if you're a guest, you can just leave it at your seat, or you can return it to the table at the end of service. So when we dismiss, kids can just run over and um, get those bags. If you're a guest, come on over. I'll be over there um, to say hi and, and hand out bags. Also, um, we are not passing offering Baskets at this time. So during this time of greeting, we put two baskets up here. And if you want to give your offering, you can bring it up here. There's also a little lockbox to the left of the door um, to receive offering. And is there anything else? There are there any more timelines? Are we out of timelines? Oh yeah, because Jeremy's here. Okay. Jeremy's here. The Reverend Jeremy Gall is here this morning. And his beautiful wife, Jocelyn, and Cohen, and Jocelyn's mom, Bonita, Bonita. welcome, so excited to have them, and I didn't forget, I just am used to saying, talking about timelines. Um, Okay, so this is going to be a time of greeting, just uh, say hi to one another and hang out for a bit. All right, all right, all right wonderful time of hanging out and talking. I got my talk on this morning, so I was a little late coming up here. Um, a couple of announcements. Tonight is youth night. So youth night begins at six o'clock and, thanks Chris, uh, begins at six o'clock and we do food for the teens. Um, so if you are a youth or you have a youth and you want to come, it's a good time. Uh, it's Pastor Jason and I are down there and Andy, um, is down there. Andy does the Bible study. It'll either be me or Pastor Jason tonight. We're teaching um, from a book called 30 Days, Understanding the Bible in 30 Days. And it's just a really nuts and bolts kind of book about the the Bible. Um, and I really... I'm enjoying that. And there's a time to play pool, hang out, play ping pong, worship. It's a really good time. So I invite you to come out to youth night. At the same time, starting at 630, up here in the sanctuary is the Luciano group. Paul Luciano is an anointed teacher of the word. It is teaching. And I'm telling you, it's top notch. It's grade A, choice, teaching the best of the best. So that um, is something you can do if you want to bring a youth they can go down and, and hang out and you can come up here and just get a phenomenal meal, a steak and potatoes type meal of the word of God. And so I highly recommend um, the Lucina group starts at 630, both groups end at eight, around eight. Um, okay. Also, we have some small groups coming, um, beginning and starting. And I believe there is, is there like a handout, a rat card? It's not yet, it's coming. Okay. So is this on our website? Okay, so this information is on our website. Uh, Luciano, I always call it Luciano group because it's not really small. And it's not a small group where they sit in a circle and, and like share about their week or anything like that. It's, it's, it's like a life group. It's a teaching group and it's not small. Well, it's not huge, but it's not small. So Luciano group, that's on Sundays, that's here. Parchi group, they've been meeting for a long time. And I'll tell you what, Mike and Barb are some of the most nurturing people I know. Um, yeah, okay. They're getting a hand clap because it's true. They will just love on you um, and nurture your marriage, nurture, just encourage you. It's wonderful. So there's the Carters, Chet and Jane, like ushers of the year. They are our usher team. They take care of Jason and I. They make sure we have water. They bought us these little Penn State cushy things. Like They they move the community. They just are always anticipating our needs, and now they're opening up their home. So um, if you don't have a group, but you want to, you know, fellowship and um, get in the word with other people, I really encourage you to get on our website and take a look at these groups, Men to Men with Rich, Women to Women with Chris, and Spirited Sisters with Camille. These are great groups. So I encourage you, pray on it and think about um, connecting in because there's no, been no time in my lifetime that it seems more important than now. It's always important, and now it seems more important that we are connected in as a body. So, okay. Um, there is a prayer service, uh, September 26th, which is a Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. here in the church sanctuary. On that day, there is a really big prayer to do happening in Washington, D.C., um, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know it's gonna be a lot of people in Washington. Um, it's being organized by... Franklin Graham. Um, and we are going to have some prayer here as a church. You are welcome to come. I believe it's really going to be music playing and prayer. like You can walk and pray. You can sit and pray. It really is. You can walk outside around the building and pray. Jason and I went up on the roof once and prayed. That was fun. You're not allowed to do that. Um, (laughs) You're not allowed to do that. Um, uh, But we invite you to come and pray as a a family, as a body, on Saturday the 26th from 12 to 2. Um, And lastly, I just want to welcome all of our first-time guests. Sometimes I think someone someone is a first time guests, but they've really been here like three times, and then I feel bad. But I see a lot of new faces, and I welcome you. It is a joy to come together and worship the Lord with you. Um, if you would like to, if you if you haven't gotten a chance to introduce yourself, um, and if you want to be kind of in our contact list, you can send an email to info at ecfchurch.org, um, and just give us a shout out. Hey, my name is Joe. I was at your service. It was great. And um, you know, keep me connected, then you'll kind of receive any communications that we send out, Um, and that's a good way to get connected in with the church. Um, If you have a prayer request, praise report, or testimony, those go to prayer at ecfchurch.org. It is our honor and our privilege to pray for you, Um, and we pray over those prayer requests, Um, and that is all I have. Pastor Jason.
0: All right, right. quite a few announcements today. Um, I just want to pray over the offering. Um, and I'll introduce our guest speaker uh, today. But let me just ask you a couple things. One, I've been encouraging you guys to read along with us in the Bible. We have a Bible reading plan. If you're interested in that, it's on the back uh, table there. Uh, When you leave, you can grab the Bible reading plan. And then the second challenge I gave you this week, and I don't know how many people went with this challenge and went with it, and I'm going to remind you what it is because it's just as valid this week as it was last week. And my children have been holding me accountable to this like nobody's business. And if you guys remember what I said, every time you say the word mask, COVID, Trump, or Biden, you are required to say a scripture verse immediately following it out loud or a promise of God. I'll tell you what, I am going to get you guys speaking the word of God, because all of you said one of those four words this week, I guarantee it, right? I mean, this is just what people talk about. You say these things, and we can even add election in there this week. I'm adding a word to just amp up the number of times you have to say the word of God. So here's what's happening, driving in the car, driving in the car, minding my own business. Like somebody says, oh, look at that. There's a sign. They're baiting me to read the sign. They baited me into it. I'm just like, well, that's a Biden sign. They're like, dad, go ahead and say a verse because you just said the word Biden. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm just like, all right, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. And then I'll be going further along. Be like, oh my gosh, look at that person, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know, they have a mask on. And they're like, dad, Go ahead and sing a scripture verse. All right, I am more than a conqueror. And in I should start preaching and saying the word of God over and over. So anyway, that challenge remains the same for all of you this week. And thank you to my children, sweet children, for holding me accountable to what I say up here. They do listen. They do listen. Amen. Okay, we're going to pray over our offering. Wow, totally sidetracked there. Amen. And I just, I really think that this month, this year, our lives, moving forward, more of the word, more worship, more prayer, more prayer in your prayer language. Guys, this is not a time to, sh- to step back and think, ah, some of this stuff is optional. It is not. And not that it ever was optional, but I can tell you as we progress in these times, it is less and less optional, okay? We just need to be doing it more and more. It needs to be a focus of our life. So Mark chapter 4, yeah, and more together. No isolation, guys. This is what we're talking about, groups. You don't have to attend one of these groups to be connected. You guys can connect with other families. You know people in the church. Call them up. Gather together. Don't be on your own. Don't be isolated. That's where the enemy goes after, and I don't want you guys out there uh, all by yourselves. All right, Mark chapter 4. I'm going to just read a couple of verses here and pray over the offering. Introduce our speaker. Uh, Mark chapter 4 was part of our reading this week. Again, I'm trying to keep that uh, in the forefront of us. Starting in verse 14, it says, The sower sows the word. Amen. Amen. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that is sown in our hearts. These likewise are ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness. And when they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world. Guys, this is all, I mean, this is, the word is so important. And Satan constantly comes to try to take it from us. And the cares of this world try to take it from us. The deceitfulness of riches desires for other things entering choke the word and become unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. And I'm excited and looking forward to the word of God this morning and what Reverend Jeremy has to share with us this morning. I'm looking forward to that. So let's pray over the, uh, over the offering, and then uh, I'll come back up at the end after, after he's uh, done. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Father, for every gift, every giver, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that you are the God of multiplication. Father, I thank you, Lord, that in this time, in these perilous times, your word does not fail. Your word never fails, and we thank you for that. Your word doesn't return void. So, Father, we just plant this word today in good ground. We plant this seed and the giving in good ground, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to introduce uh, Reverend Jeremy and Jocelyn Gall. Uh, They're coming to us from Ashtabula, Ohio. And they are amazing. They are evangelists. And they have the fivefold ministry of an evangelist, and signs and wonders do follow them. Signs and wonders, miracles do follow them, which is one of the marks of an evangelist. So we're excited to have them. The last time he was here, they were here, was right when COVID kind of blew. Oh, I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, scripture verse: <laughs> If God is for me, then who can be against me? Amen. She's oh, yeah. a whiz. Oh, wow. What am I doing? Okay. So over the last time he was here, that thing started to occur more and more, and we decided not to gather for a few weeks, I think maybe six weeks we didn't gather, and then we're back together, but we are so excited to have him back, amen? amen? amen. So why don't you guys give a warm welcome to Reverend Jeremy Gall.
2: <laughs> Love you, man, Love thanks. You. Amen. Glory to God. Turn to somebody and say, I'm leaving different. Amen. Say, I'm leaving better. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're not here to clock time. We want to be transformed. Amen. We want to be radically changed. Here, have God speak to us. Leave different, praise God. No point in leaving the same. Jesus is here. How many believe it? Holy Spirit is here. The Word is here. No point in staying the same. Amen. Might as well leave changed, praise God. So, uh, yeah, last time I was here you guys that was right before the whole world shut down for a while and uh it's good to be back amen (laughs) we love you guys uh i know it feels it this whole flight has been the end times but doesn't it feel like the captain just got on and said we've begun our final approach you know (laughs) like like uh, we're about 25 minutes outside of eternity and uh you know (laughs) So uh, put on your seatbelts, you know, amen, but uh, it feels like that, but thank God the word of God is still true, isn't it? God's promises are still true, you know, no matter what happens in the days right now or the days to come, the Bible is always going to say the exact same thing as it's always said, God's promises are still the same, amen? Amen. And you can stand on the word no matter how bad the storm is and no matter how bad the weather is, no matter what's going on, no matter what tests and trials we face, the promises of God are the same. And God still watches over his word to perform it no matter what. Amen. And, you know, it doesn't operate on a scale of like how bad things are is like how much you could expect God to come through. Are you following me? Like you know, yeah. Well, He really could have blessed you and protected you a year ago, but now you know He could probably do about seventy-five percent. No, it's always a hundred percent, man. It's always yes and amen. You can always stand on God's word a hundred percent and expect Him to do a hundred percent of what He's promised you. Amen. Praise God. I'm. Happy preaching myself happy here, (laughs) but uh, yeah, so honored, man, we love you guys, and you guys support us, and have helped us, and thank God, we saw it through this, since we were with you last, we saw a lot of things happen online, like a lot of ministries did, you know, but all our contacts in Russia, we've spent a lot of time in Russia, and they didn't do anything online before that thing happened and uh they they didn't do anything online and uh but you know this put them to do things online jocelyn my wife you could wave my wife jocelyn's here with me she did a women's conference online in russia 100 households wash and i did i did a minister's conference Uh, we started mentoring a pastor in india and so uh you know it just opened up a lot of new things and god used it you know god there's things that happen that god didn't cause but he could use amen he could still get good out of it you know it doesn't mean he's the source of it. it doesn't mean it was some mysterious plan that he used to work things out it just means it happened and he still is God and he still moved in spite of it amen man my heart is full for you guys this morning I'm, I'm so excited to be here excited about what God's doing in this place excited about what he's going to do this morning uh for anybody who's first time my name is Jeremy Gall and I'm an evangelist. I've been an evangelist since 2000. Well, traveling full time since 2003. But um, I really have been an evangelist since I, before I was born. <laughs> you know, the Bible says that he call, that he calls he has a plan for us. He calls us from our mother's womb. Even that God's plan starts before we were even born. Somebody say Amen. And uh, you know, I'm from the Cleveland area originally. I live in Ashtabula now. But my I was growing up. I was at my grandmother's house. She's gone to be home with the Lord but I was at my grandmother's house uh, when I was about five years old or so she lived on the east side of Cleveland in a Hungarian neighborhood where I'm 50 percent Hungarian and and uh, she lived on anybody familiar with the Cleveland area the Buckeye Road neighborhood was all Hungarians and in, in the day and she uh, asked me one night before I went to bed she said what do you want to be when you grow up and she gave me a couple of the classic choices doctor lawyer you know firemen policemen a little bit of blue collar white collar choices you know and uh, i answered i said i want to be an evangelist i never said that before i didn't walk around saying that it must have come up out of my spirit that's the only way i could explain it i said i want to be an evangelist four or five years old my grandmother was roman catholic and she thought i said los angeles and she she said you can't be a city what are you talking about you know and i began to explain with it. i began to explain to her now you know a preacher i guess as best as a 4 or 5 year old could and she said oh my god she said you mean like those guys this is the 80s oh my god you mean like those guys on television she said you don't want to do that she tried to talk me out of it but here i am uh, 26 states and 5 countries later you know 45 years old and praise god i'm 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 still doing it praise, praise god plan to do it a lot longer until until jesus comes back but thank God that's what I do. You know, that's my place in the body of Christ. Never, never had a, a desire to do anything else. You know, went to Bible school, believed that's what God called me to do. He's got a plan for all of us, though, doesn't he? Uh, you know, Acts chapter 8 talks about the evangelist. And the one named evangelist in the Bible, Acts chapter 8 and verse uh, 5, starting in verse 5, is Philip. And it said, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord <clears throat> heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were oppressed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Amen. Thank God. So that's, that's what I consider my job description, and <laughs> amen, and uh, kind of the, it's all laid out right there. And there's a message that said Philip went to Samaria and he preached Christ unto them. And, you know, I was saying that this morning about coming to Erie, that I'm Jeremy Jeremy Gall. I'm going to Erie to preach Christ unto them. Amen. And it's still the same message that Philip preached, isn't it? It's still a lame walking, set free from demonic oppression, oppression, saving message. Somebody say amen. amen. Has it changed? Is it the same in 2020 as it's always been? Hallelujah. Is there still hope for people in impossible situations? Is the arm of the Lord not short? Is the arm of the Lord shorter now than it was 2000? Can he still reach into the worst situation? Can he still reach into the most impossible situation? Can he still save? The Bible said that when Philip went to Samaria, there was great joy in that city. Yeah, does the message of Jesus Christ still bring great joy to cities and great joy to families and great joy to households? Yeah, it does. Thank God, of course. Because he went there and he told them of a Jesus for whom nothing is impossible, and he talked to people and people bound by the devil, who probably some of them had been bound that way for years and years, and they were set free. and he told people that were in impossible physical situations that couldn't walk and were lame that Jesus could help them, and they walked. yeah, of course, there was great joy in that city. Is that still the gospel that we preach today? Is that still the same Jesus that lives in your house? Is that Amen? <laughs> Is that the Jesus that you serve? Amen. How many here this morning glad this message came to you? Is there, is there great joy in anybody this morning? Are you glad that you heard? In Samaria, they were glad that they heard. They were glad that somebody told them. Is there anybody here today you're glad that somebody told you? Raise your hand. Amen. You know, it started in my family with my father. And uh, my dad, he was, uh, he was in Vietnam. And uh, he's gone home to be with the Lord too, and he was in Vietnam in, in early in the war, and he got there in 65, and or actually sixty yeah, 65, 66, and then uh, he was back at Camp Lejeune after he got home from Vietnam, and a fellow Marine invited him to go to a Sunday night service at a Baptist church. Thank God for the Baptist, amen? A good fellow Marine invited him to go to a Sunday night service at a Baptist church. The pastor started to give an invitation at the end of the service like every good Baptist does. And uh, my father was not interested in coming forward, man. He was not interested in answering that altar call. He was just there, you know, clocking some time. But as the pastor gave the invitation, he felt an unseen force pulling him up out of the seat. I'm not talking about an emotional, you know, like God was really pulling on his heartstrings. He said he felt something physically pulling him up out of the seat. Are you with me this morning? He grabbed onto the edge of the seat and held on (laughs) he was fighting it man he was fighting it and uh the pastor continued to exhort and invite people to come down my dad did not move he did not come down and eventually that that pulling subsided but how many you believe that god had his attention at that point you know He couldn't go to sleep, man. They go back to the barracks that night. It's after lights out, and my dad cannot fall asleep. He's staring up in the air in the dark, you know. Finally, he gets out of the rack, and he goes, and he wakes up this other Marine, and he says, listen. He told him what I told you. Tells him about this force that's pulling him up out of the seat. He says, I don't know what happened. He said, but next Sunday, I'm going with you back to that church. And when your pastor gives the invitation, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to go this time. Well, this brother being the good Baptist he was, he said, you don't have to wait until next Sunday, amen, and they, it, it, man, I gotta pull it together today, and they hit their knees, praise God, they hit their knees in that barracks, and my dad called on Jesus' name, and he was gloriously saved, hallelujah, and I'm here today because of that Baptist Marine, and I'm here today because somebody invited my dad to church, and I don't know how many hundreds of people all over the world and have been healed and saved because somebody invited my dad to a church service, amen, And I'll tell you what, there's great joy in my family. I'm joyful this morning that he heard. I'm joyful that the message came to him. Amen. And he was saved. You know, the world makes fun of that that word saved, that we say we're saved. But is there anybody here this morning that's been saved from anything? Shout amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my dad, he was wounded in Vietnam, had ear trouble. They told him when he was, he turned 21 in Vietnam. They told him when he was 20 years old that he was going to lose his hearing. In his right ear because of a combat wound. And when he passed in his 70s, he was hearing out of that ear better than he did in his 20s. God healed him. Amen. He had post-traumatic stress syndrome. Would have nightmares at night. Wake up in cold sweat. God totally set him free. Amen. Saved, praise God. So many things, you know. Then my brother went to Iraq. I've told the stories here before. Did two deployments there. And God saved his life in combat miraculously. God's glory was seen so much that their Muslim interpreter that was attached to him called on the name of Jesus and got born again. You know, He was born and raised in Iraq. Born and raised in Babylon. And he saw God protect my brother in combat. He said, I've never seen anything like that. My brother said, I pray Psalm 91 every day. The Muslim said, I pray the Koran every day. He said, I've never seen anything like that. My brother led him to the Lord, and he called on Jesus' name and became a Christian. Amen. Amen. Yeah, saved, man. Praise God, saved. Thank God. There was great joy in Samaria because they heard that Jesus came to save them. There's a lot of things going on in the world today that you're already saved from because of what Jesus accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. Man, I just was thinking about that this morning. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I heard the message. How about you? <laughs> Amen. Yeah, my dad, you know, he he lived his life. He he uh, uh, picked up these books from a man that he never heard of. He felt prompted of the Holy Ghost. He walked into a bookstore in Cleveland, Ohio, and picked up these books called Faith Food by a man named Kenneth Hagan that he never heard of before. Amen. Never heard of them. And he started reading them. And he got healed, got set free, like I said, from his ear and the PTSD and then many other things through the years. And when he passed in 2018, I went down to his desk and, and that and that where he studied every night as long as I could remember since I was, you know, since I could remember. And he still had that original winter faith food. Oh, And the bookmark was there for January 11th, the day he went home to be with the Lord. You know, I've been reading it for 40 years. Amen. Left in peace, not sick. Passed on his couch, you know, just like was there. And then he was gone. I we, the, the ambulance came. They took him to the emergency room. I asked the emergency room doctor what happened. He said, well, his heart stopped. It was instant and painless, he said. "That's instant and painless is pretty good, amen? That morning he was... He was talking to my brother, and, my, and he was telling my brother about people that he had led to the Lord on their deathbeds, you know. And my dad wasn't in full-time ministry. He taught some classes at his church, and, and no doubt there was a call on his life, you know, to be a teacher. But it wasn't like, you know, he was, he, but praise God, led people to the Lord, shared this good news with people. I'm talking about the good news this morning. Are you glad you've heard the good news? Thank God. The Bible says there was great joy in that city. Amen. If you ever find yourself out of joy, if there—if you ever find yourself battling with depression or discouragement, man, you just got to get another dose of the good news. You're looking at the wrong thing. You've been believing the bad news, and the, the bad news is a lie. Amen. Yeah. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the way, and I am the life. There's so much good news to be joyful about. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Everybody say, that's good news, brother. (laughs) Turn to your neighbor and say, that's good news, neighbor, listen. So the Bible says there was great joy in that city. Of course there was great joy in that city. Of course there was great joy in that city. People in impossible situations heard there was a way out. People that they thought there was no hope, they were bound They heard, no, there's an answer. There's a way to be free. People that the world had given up on, people that the world had said, there's nothing that can be done about your situation. This man, Philip, came and said, no, there's still something that can be done. Jesus Christ died. He rose again from the dead. He's alive today. He's a miracle worker like he's always been, and he can help you, praise God. You know, I was thinking one time, so many, uh, just thinking about some stories. You know, the Bible said that demons came out of people. And they cried with a loud voice, you know, and that's an unseen force. But people are oppressed today. Have you ever seen ever, you know, have you ever dealt with that yourself? The enemy, the thief goes about, the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. He goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But thank God Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Uh, You know, I talked about my dad being set free from post-traumatic stress, and we've seen it in other services. One time I was ministering outside of Cleveland, and, uh. A man had been uh, a physically, physically beaten, assaulted. You know, by a, a group attacked him on the street, and and they beat him, and he was in the hospital for a while. And since then, he had PTSD. He didn't want to leave the house, like you know, didn't want to go. You could understand, you know, that fear had gripped him, and he and because of the traumatic situation that he went through, it it had changed his whole life from that point. And and somebody, he was a Catholic man and loved the Lord, and somebody invited him to the service, he'd never been to anything like, you know, like, like our brand, you know, (laughs) like Philip goes to Samaria, and people, you know, and and that kind of brand, so we, we, uh, we prayed for him in the service, and Something broke, man. He just hit his knees and he started to cry. And that wasn't what they do in ca- You ever been to Catholic Church? You know, <laughs> that doesn't happen all the time. You know, it was a little more than I, I, my whole, one side of my whole family, I had a Catholic priest who was my uncle, you know, one side, he was, one side of my whole family was Roman Catholic. And that usually doesn't happen. Usually it's peace be with you and also with you, you know, genuflect. But people don't just fall on their knees and start weeping uncontrollably, usually in mass, you know. And so this guy, I just laid hands on him. And he and, and G I prayed for him in the name of Jesus, not my name or the name of any church. And he just hit his knee. He just hit his knees. And he said, man, it feels like something just broke off of my life. Something just broke off of me. I feel so much peace. I feel just something came in, you know, and thank God. God helped him. Yeah, he had great joy because of Jesus. Amen. Because of Jesus. The Bible says that Philip preached Christ unto them. He didn't preach some denominational, you know, whatever. He preached Christ unto them. He preached that Jesus was the answer to whatever they were going through. I've got good news for you this morning. Jesus is the answer over whatever you're going through. I was preaching in Augusta, Georgia one time, and I just felt impressed to pray for people that were dealing with broken hearts because the Bible tells us that God and Jesus is the healer of the brokenhearted, doesn't it? Thank God, He could heal a broken bone. I've seen Him do that. He could heal. Man, I prayed for a guy one time. He had just fallen on the ice that day, and he his elbow was shattered. And he came in with a. a, 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 a just a cloth sling they hadn't even done anything to it yet elbow was shattered it's swollen you know and they're waiting for the swelling to come down and whatnot we prayed for him in the name of Jesus instantly that swelling went down and he had full range of movement man he just started moving that elbow thank God Jesus could heal a broken bone amen we saw him do it here you know we saw him do it in this place praise god i saw there's chris there he is and man we saw a woman's broken arm he- healed here in this she was sitting back here 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 at ecf yeah went she went to the doctor they canceled the surgery the the, the her ace bandage she had wrapped around her arm just fell loose you know because all the swelling went down instantly thank god so jesus could heal broken bones but he could also heal broken hearts can he can he amen and I felt impressed this one night to pray for the brokenhearted. And this man came forward. I did not know he was there or what happened. But his nephew, the night before, had been killed in a car accident. And he was just overcome with grief, of course. Because it wasn't just his nephew. He had actually raised him. And he lived in his home. And the young man was 18. And he died in a car accident. And the man was overcome with grief. He didn't want to come to church. But he decided he was going to anyways, just didn't know where else to turn. I had no idea about any of this, but I prayed for him in the name of Jesus. And afterwards he came up and he testified and he said, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. He said, of course, I still miss him. But that weight, that overwhelming grief was just lifted off. Hallelujah. Yeah, the Bible says there was great joy in that city. Philip went to Samaria. He preached Christ unto them. Amen. That's what I'm here to do today is preach Christ unto you. I don't care what you're facing; it's not too late for you. Amen. You're not in too. You're not in an impossible situation. I was preaching one time in Greenville, North uh, South Carolina, and um, it was a Friday night miracle service. I don't know what it. I love a Friday night miracle service. I don't know what it is about it. I just always have. It's just you know. I've done series of them and stuff, and just a good thing to do on Friday night is just believe God for the impossible. Amen. I was down in in Greenville, South Carolina. And we had prayed for the sick and done a normal service. And at the end of the service, the pastor comes up. His name's Barry Barber. And he says, uh, listen, we've got a situation in the church. There's a young man, uh, got a woman, a young girl pregnant. She is scheduled to have an abortion tomorrow morning. And he is all, he is tore up about it. We need a miracle. We need God to intervene. This young man, it's not, it's not what he wants, but it's what she's insisted on. And it's what she wants. And and he said, would you pray? And I said, well, yeah, let's just believe God for a miracle. Listen, there was no way I could fathom to see any natural way out of that. You know, I mean, how do you, it's, the, it's tomorrow morning. It's not like, you know, they're talking about it. The, the, the jury is out, you know, there's, a, there's no decisions been made. And there was no natural way how I saw it could happen. But that's exactly what a miracle is when you can't figure it out. Amen. When you, when you don't see any way for it to work. That's just miracle territory. Sometimes you just got to get comfortable there, you know. Just be comfortable walking on water. Just be comfortable when you can't figure it out, when you don't see how it's going to happen. Don't worry. You Listen, God's got a million ways to do what we can't figure out. Are you with me? So he says, man, this young man, he's, he, he's distraught over it. He's tore up, understandably so. He didn't want that. He said, can we pray? He said, yeah, let's believe God for a miracle. So we all agreed in the church and and prayed. I left Next morning, I left South Carolina, drove to Augusta, and I was preaching Sunday morning in Augusta, Georgia. I get up in the morning. I'm getting ready for the service. Early morning, I get a call from this pastor in South Carolina. He says, you got to hear this. He says, the next morning, the young man and the girl went to the abortion clinic. Apparently, it's a two-pill process. I did not know that before this time. She took the first pill. It did not work. Are you hearing me? (laughs) It didn't work. And she just all of a sudden just clicked. She just came to her senses and she says, what am I doing? What am I doing here? She says, I want to have this child. I want to raise this child with you. And she walked out. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, somebody shout amen. Have you ever been in an impossible situation? Have you ever been in a situation where you say, "I, I don't know how it could happen? Listen, God's got a million ways to get you out of there. Amen. God's got, I don't see how it could happen. The doctors don't know anybody who's ever lived with this condition. Yeah, but Jesus, amen, every, he sent out his disciples and he said, whatever city you enter, heal the sick they're in, no matter what they got, no matter how many people have had it before, no matter how bad it is, no matter how long it's been that way, whatever city you enter, heal the sick they're in, praise God. Yeah, this young man, he was in an impossible situation naturally. He was distraught. And, man, it, he, there was this, this wasn't a change of heart where, you know, she just kind of changed her mind and said, no, I don't want to do it. Man, he, the pill didn't work. Amen. He's still God, isn't he? Philip went down to Samaria, and he preached Christ unto them. Preached Christ unto them. Thank God. And there was great joy in that city. Man, I know God's brought great joy to my house. Thank God. Amen. Yeah, there's been tests and trials. Yeah, there's attacks. Yeah, there's testing. But thank God. His promises are still the same. Amen. There's this song now Bethel has out. I've been listening. I probably have already listened to it a thousand times. Champion, I think it's called. Talks about he's undefeated. He's our, he is my champion, you know. Praise God. Thank God. Amen. He is undefeated, isn't he? Amen. He still stands undefeated. And Philip went to Samaria, and that's what he preached to them. This undefeated Jesus, for whom nothing is impossible, and how much he loves them. And there was great joy in that city. So my 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 sister in law, my brother's wife, brother was in Iraq. I've told his story, so I only have one brother. That's him. And we were ministering in Virginia. He lives in Fredericksburg now. He works at Quantico, and and he. Uh, I was ministering in Verona, which is a little town about two hours from Fredericksburg. And I was ministering there. My brother came out, and at the time, my my. Sister in law, my brother, they had two children and they wanted a third, and they were believing God to have a third. But my sister in law had had a lot of difficulty with her ovaries and cysts and just a lot of problems and complications she'd had over the years, and she came forward in this service and asked us to pray about that because she had been all you know always like just a lot of complications with her ovaries and we prayed for her and she testified after the service that she felt something different because she was in a lot of pain that morning and she was in she felt the pain subsided and she said the way she described it she said I felt something move and we rejoiced with her and we said amen you know and well God helped her because her immediate prayer request even that morning wasn't even for children it was just because of the complications she was having with her ovaries and things you know so we prayed for her Now that was in the, that was in the fall. I guess it was um, a little while after that. My brother calls me one day, and she was on heavy birth control for the ovaries. I don't know, you know, all the medical reasons, but they had prescribed it to her to take for the problems she had with her ovaries. She was on very heavy birth control, and she, my brother, calls, said, "Sammy was her name. Sammy Samantha. Sammy was having some complications. She went to the doctor." They did an ultrasound. There's, there's, a, she had, a, there was a child, but there's no heartbeat. She was never supposed to get pregnant, on, you know, because she was on this birth control. He's like, what do I do? And I was like, man, I didn't have an instant answer for this, you know. I was like, I said, man, I don't know. You know, he's, they didn't think she, she's on birth control. They weren't expecting to get pregnant. Baby's already gone, you know. They said no heartbeat. What do you do? I said, pray in the Holy Ghost, you know, let's just, right, amen, pray in the spirit, you know, it wasn't like she was pregnant and they knew it, nothing. I said, pray in the Holy Ghost, scheduled her for a DNC, scheduled her to have, you know, at that appointment when they found the child, scheduled her a couple days, have the baby removed. Uh, She goes back for the DNC. And my brother calls me again, and he says, "There's a heartbeat. It's a weak heartbeat. They're not—they're not given any hope, you know. But it's a weak heartbeat. But it's, there's something happening." He says, "What do, you, what do I do again?" <laughs> you know, he said, "I mean, hey, this is deep water, you know." I said, "What, what do I do?" I said, "I first I gave the same answer. I thought, well, worked the first time. Let's stick with that." Amen. Pray in the Holy Ghost, you know. And then I said, "No, wait, wait." I said, "It's different this time. There's life." I said, speak life to that child. Amen. (laughs) Command it to live, you know. I said, it's different this time. So he did. And uh, then she went back a third time. A lot of things happened. Actually, another thing happened that same visit for that DNC. A nurse walked into a room, a, a Middle Eastern man, and asked if he could pray with her. And uh, and he and he prayed with her and then he left and then she goes to the to the staff on the floor and describes him and was like, who is this guy? And they're like, you know, we don't we don't even have anybody who works on this floor like that. So, you know, possibly angelic intervention in the whole, you know, in the whole situation. So then, you know, they found the heartbeat. Well, we just celebrated Jack's third birthday just last month in August. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah healthy as can be, you know, I don't know, man, future apostle or something, that's some story, you know, (laughs) amen, but yeah, how do you even, what do you even call that, born dead, you know, (laughs) praise God, you know, as soon as they, the first thing they heard about him was that there was no heartbeat, you know, that was the first thing, the first thing she heard that you've got a child, first thing she hears about being pregnant is he was already dead, and then started from there, you know, but thank God, God raised him up. And hallelujah, there was great joy in that household. Amen. Yeah, that's what Jesus does. Doesn't that sound just like Jesus? Doesn't that sound like the Jesus of the Gospels? Doesn't that sound like the Jesus who, who, who raised Lazarus from the dead? Praise God. Yeah, then that's exactly who he is today. There was great joy in that city, it said. Great joy in Samaria. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today but I want you to know Jesus can still bring great joy to cities Jesus can still bring great great joy to households Hallelujah doesn't matter how bad it gets doesn't matter how much the devil could throw at the world there is still a savior for whom nothing is impossible and the arm of the Lord is not short that he cannot save it's just as easy for him today as it's ever been. Hallelujah And you know, we—I've heard, I've said it myself during this season. We say, we say, uh, well, what we need is a move of God. You know, yeah, we do need a move of God. But I don't know if you've ever noticed this or not. At least in this age that we live in, God really doesn't move by Himself very often. Are you with me? And I believe the—you know—every move you think of at, at Mount Carmel, there was an Elijah. At the Red Sea, there was a Moses in the book of acts there was all the apostles there was paul and then there was the others you know the apostles of the lamb the other 12 at the gate beautiful there was a peter and a john what about god's work in your life like i told told the story of my family in my family there was a baptist marine who invited my father to church that was a move of god but you know what there was a marine involved as well amen so we say you know we need a move of god I believe the conversation in heaven is I just I know know this is just my imagination, but I picture God walking around saying we need to move a people. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Come on, somebody shout amen. He's looking at things going on and he's saying we need to move a people, man. If if something's going to happen, I need some people to do some moving. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm glad the message came to me. I'm glad somebody told me. How about you? I'm glad, you know. I remember me personally. I was I was in first grade, man. I, I was I was six years old, seven years old, but I remember it as clear as any memory from my more than any memory from my childhood. My first grade teacher, Mrs. Spencer, man, she was a tough old Pentecostal woman. She would go and witness at the at the county fair. And brother Rich, she'd read, she'd lead hell's angels to the Lord, you know. But I'm talking, I'm talking 1970s hell's angels, you know, <laughs> Amen. Like Altamont, you know. So, and yeah, she'd lead them to the Lord, and in tears they'd get born again. Well, she didn't just lead hell's angels to the Lord; she led her first grade class to the Lord too. Praise God! And every Friday she'd give an invitation. Every Friday, and she would, in, and she would invite us out into the you know she'd say she, who who wants to go and we had a big class you know over 30 kids and and she'd say who wants to go and i remember about seven of us the day i did we said yeah and, and we'd go out in the hall and she'd pray with us and she'd lead us to the lord and i accepted jesus i remember it you know i i i know that that was the day i could rem- i remember that day but you know it wasn't just me there was my grandfather my dad's dad who was a mean man meanest man i've ever known personally just mean i mean as they say mean as a snake mean as the devil he was blind and he was bitter, and you know my dad grew up in the projects in Cleveland, and you know they didn't have a phone, they didn't have a car, nothing, and and you know because of the he was blind, and my grandmother took care of him, and he was just bitter and he was mean. I, I knew, you know, I, I was raised in a Christian house, but I knew every swear word there was as soon as I could hear, you know, because he used them all, man, like like a skilled artist, you know. <laughs> he used them all, but it didn't even make sense some of the stuff he would say. It was ridiculous, you know. He just He'd just cuss everybody out. He'd cuss the kids out. He'd cuss his wife out, you know, and just mean. But he was over our house for Easter one Sunday, and uh, one Easter Sunday, and we invited Mrs. Spencer, my first grade teacher, over. And, and, and man, that was, that was a setup right there, you know. <laughs> Mrs. Spencer. Led him to the Lord. I could still see her. Walked over to him. Led him to the Lord. Prayed with him, and he accepted Jesus. Amen. Right there. Glory to God. I'm glad she did. He changed, man. I'm telling you, there was a difference. Yeah, just like that song we sang this morning, Jesus makes all the difference. Amen. I'm, I'm going to start. I'm beginning my approach now. So uh, we're, we're, we're approaching our destination. I could preach all day to you guys, man. I, got, I, got a, I feel like I'm still in the intro, you know. Uh, I got, <laughs> is this helping anybody? But, you know, I've said it myself during this season, man, we need a move of God. This country needs a move of God. But, you know, if God moves, it's going to be through us. And what we need is a move of people. God's given everything, given us everything we need. He's come to live inside of us. And Philip went to Samaria. It doesn't say the Holy Ghost went to Samaria. That's not even mentioned. You know, it's just, you just understand when you hear the outcome that he was with Philip. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our helper. What does it mean when you've got a helper? It means that you're the initiator, doesn't it? If I say, hey, brother, come help me move this. I'm the initiator. Then he comes and helps. Isn't it interesting? The Bible didn't call us the helper. No, right? Amen. It could have have said it that way. It said that he's the helper. Hallelujah. There's some things that need to be done in the earth today. Bless God. Bless God. We need a move of God, but God needs a move of people to get everything accomplished that he wants accomplished in the earth. He needs a move of people to get everything he wants done in Erie. He needs a move of people to get everything he wants done in your family. Amen. And the Holy Spirit will help, man. I've seen it. He'll get with it. He'll get behind you. He'll back it up. You act on the word. You obey the great commission. You do what God's put on your heart to do. You'll find the helpers right there with you. He'll back you up, man. Amen? But God needs somebody to move. And uh, there's something we've been doing, and I'm gonna, we're wrapping it up here. Uh, <clears throat> real quick. Are you still with me? This all right. I'm wrapping it up. Something I want to do real fast before we, I did this last week, and it's on my heart to do it again, and it seems like I'm just going to be doing this possibly every service for a while. Is uh, If you have a notebook or, it, or the, whatever you use to take notes or the, the, on your phone, you know, smartphone, your, your note app, whatever, stone tablet, papyrus scroll, if you got something to write on, <laughs> whatever works. I want you to write down the names of seven people, and Lord, just guide these people this morning. Seven people that you know that need to know Jesus. I'm talking about having to move a God in the United States, amen. Talking about being that move of God. Are you with me? Write down the name of seven people that you know that need Jesus. Family members, loved ones. Maybe it's just mailman, guy at the counter, giant eagle, whatever. You know, Wegmans. You know. Write down the names of seven people this morning that you know that need Jesus. If if you're having a hard time with that, maybe somebody that you know that's fallen away from the Lord and they need to get back to the Lord. The Bible tells the story about a prodigal son that he went out and he. Messed up, but the father wanted him back and the father welcomed him with open arms when he did come back Write down the names of some people real quick I've been doing this. I did this last sunday. I did this a few weeks ago in a church in Painesville, Ohio And we I had everybody write down that we were doing a series there on this very subject I'm talking to you about this morning and everybody in the church Wrote down the names of seven people one woman in the church wrote number two on her list was a friend of hers named karen who was in a twelve-step program that this woman led? She left the service and went home, and she was on the phone with this Karen woman. And we prayed out—you know—we prayed for these people on the list. And Karen called her. This is just a few weeks ago. Karen called her and said, uh, "You know, they were talking about some event that they, was coming up the next day." And Tammy said, "Do you want to go?" And Karen said, "Yeah, I want to go." She said, "But listen, when we go to that event tomorrow, and we're together tomorrow, will you tell me how to be a Christian?" <laughs> And she, just like that good Baptist, she said, you don't have to wait till tomorrow. Let's do it tonight. She prayed with her, letter to the Lord. The next service I had at the church, Karen was there. And then she had her own list. And she wrote down the names of seven of her friends that she wanted to believe God to get born again and get saved. We've seen this so many times. You know, uh, there was a man, Tom Tiller, down in Augusta, Georgia. Tom Tiller, was the, he wrote down the names of people, his family members. Two of them were his brothers that he had not spoken to in 20 years because he was a Christian. And during the course of this meeting, both of those brothers contacted him first time in 20 years. I mean, that's, you know, that's talking about contacting him first time in 20 years. They both got born again during the course of the meetings. He led them both to the Lord. Everybody else on his list, all seven people. Now, listen, there's nothing gimmicky or magic-y about, you know, writing down seven names. There's nothing like about writing down the names at all. It's about prayer and authority, and it's about focusing your prayer and focusing your authority. There's a lot of things, man, I could go on. This is more like a series than a Sunday morning service. So we're going we're gonna to wrap it up. We're, like I said, we're getting closer now. I'm, I'm, we're approaching the, the tarmac, you know. Now, how many of you got? Raise your hand if you got the names written down. You got some names written down, good. Well, we're going to pray this morning, and we're going to agree, God. Like I said, great joy came to us. A great joy, man, came to my family. All because some some guy in the Marines just thought enough of my dad to invite him to a service, you know. And think, I mean, we're talking generations have been changed because of that. There's people out there today that we know that I believe that's that destiny's waiting on them. God's blessings are waiting on them. All they need is somebody like Philip to just bring the message of Christ to them. And there will be great joy in their household and their life too, amen? Praise God. So what we're going to do, you know, there's not even any target Of like, you know, any timeline of when these people are going to get born again. No service that we're going to invite them to. Sometimes we do it that way. We've seen amazing things like that. But I just want to be part of the the answer and not part of the problem. And I want to start interceding for some people. I want you guys just to turn your attention to some of these people. Because God hears and answers your prayers. He's wanting somebody to invite him into those people's lives. Are you hearing me? You know. You've got authority and you've got ability here on this earth to invite through your prayer through your authority to invite god into this situation So he could work and so he could draw them unto him so he could save them The bible says the reason that people do not believe Is because the god little g of this world has blinded the mind of their understanding so they can't see the light of the gospel well, We can do some we can do something about that Matthew 28 jesus said all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth Therefore, go out and make disciples of every nation. So authority has something to do with making disciples, doesn't it? So that's a big part of this list. You write down the list. You use your authority. You take authority over the enemy. Devil, take your hands off them. And it's amazing what could happen in somebody's life once you say, you know, devil, take your hands off them. Lord, give them eyes to see. Open their eyes so they can see. I could tell you dozens of stories about people that we've seen you know, meetings that we've seen, revivals that we've seen. One person comes in and gets born again. Then the, the, by the end of the meeting, the whole pew is filled with their family. You know, or some miracle happens and all, somebody's, all their Facebook friends are there the next couple nights because, you know, God made them walk and they couldn't walk before or whatever, you know. Run and they couldn't run before. Praise God. That sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray and then we'll close out. But I want you to keep this list going. Intercede for these people. Amen claim them for the kingdom take authority over the enemy concerning them believe god to draw them jesus said if i be lifted up from the earth i will draw all men unto me pray in faith expect god to move in their life expect because we've prayed for them today that that their life will never be the same again there's things happening because we're praying today and we'll continue to pray amen and let's believe, God, that some of these people are going to be here in the seats with you, man. Praise God, living in the joy of their salvation, going on with God's plan for their life. And if God opens up a door for you to invite him to a service or to share the word or something with them, then act on it. Take that chance. Amen. Let, let God use you. Are you ready? Father, we just thank you today for your Lord. I thank you. Let's just thank him lord. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for taking time. Thank you for sending somebody across our path Thank you that we know the truth today Thank you that we know father that jesus died Thank you that we know that if we died tonight or a hundred years from now that we'd go to heaven and be with you Thank you for the that we've tasted and seen that you are good father And lord, thank you for that. You've given us the ministry of reconciliation And, Father, these names that are written down, these people that are on on others' hearts this morning, Lord, we lift them up to you. We we intercede for them this morning. Father, wherever they are and whatever they're doing, we just ask you to draw them. Draw them like you've never drawn them before. Father, draw them. Cause everything in their life to point them to you. Send laborers across their path, including us. Send laborers across their path, including us, to share the gospel. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over the devil and his lies and everything that he's tried to use to keep them from the kingdom, and we command it to be broken off of them now in Jesus' name. I see in the name of Jesus all the deception, all the lies, all the darkness. Go in Jesus' name. Go now in the name of Jesus. We claim them for the kingdom draw them unto you father draw them unto you lord draw them unto you with your irresistible power we claim them for the kingdom in jesus name amen praise god you know linda miller told me a story of how her dad was born again and it was just like that they were in a service and her and her mom were christians already and he was not saved and He had a reputation for not being saved and they claimed him for the kingdom and they prayed for him in the service and God saved him miraculously, amen. And he just like was never the same, of course, you know, Jesus changed it. How many believe God's moving in those people's lives right now? Those people we prayed for right now today, right now he's drawing them, right now things are different. God hears and answers prayers. He is a saving God. If anything is his will, this is his will. And we believe he's doing it now. Now, here's something you could do. We've done this years, years gone by. If you want, you could could just give us first names and you could message us those names on Facebook. You could just message us those seven names, just give us first names, and Jocelyn and I will agree with you. Jeremy Gall Ministries Facebook. We got a ministry Facebook page. We used to do, you know, legal pads and pass them around and and photocopy them, give them to everybody, but there's easier ways now, you know. You could just you could if you want you could just send them and we'll agree with you We'll stand with you. We'll pray. We'll believe god. We'll believe god We'll take authority with you and bless god. We're going to see people come to the kingdom because of this We're going to see people in these seats because we met here this morning. How many you agree with me? Amen Hallelujah. This is god's business, isn't it? This is what he does and thank god. He's a healing god, too If we had more time we could make another list and people that were believing god for to be healed It's amazing He said, you have not because you ask not. There are some things that aren't happening only because nobody's asking. Well, we asked some things this morning, didn't we? Amen. Stand to your feet if you're able. I'm going to pray for healing if anybody's here and you need it. Thank God Jesus is the healer. I shared some healing testimonies this morning. And he's here. He's the healer today, just like he's always been. Amen. And he's here to do it for you. Everybody say it's for me. If it's more comfortable for you to sit, feel free to do so. man. But if you can, go ahead, stand up, and let's believe God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to take authority in Jesus' name. And, and whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you're dealing with, no matter how long it's been that way, I want you to know that there is a name above every other name named. And my confidence in praying for the sick over the years, it's never been in me. It's in him. The, the Jesus of the Gospels. He's the same today, and my confidence is in him this morning. My confidence is in his love for you. My confidence is in his power that's greater than whatever you're facing. My confidence is in that precious name that that is greater than any force on this earth. And we're praying in that name this morning. I'm going to take authority. I'm going to command sickness and disease to go. My God, authority is an amazing thing. I'm still learning about authority. How about you, you know? Amen. <laughs> Just a couple weeks ago, I had a serious plumbing problem in the house. Our main drain was blocked. Had, had a plumber come out. He snaked it. He said, I hit something hard out in your yard. I think you might have a collapsed pipe. That's bad news, you know. And he says, I got to come back with a scope and a camera. That'll be 400 bucks, you know. And so I was like, all right, well, let's, you know, we took a, We dragged our feet a little on that one, you know. I'm like, all right, great, you know. And I started to think. It's been like this for months now, okay? This is like two two plumbing visits, you know, been like that for months. And uh, getting worse. As you know, Jesus said we could speak to mountains. Certainly we could speak to clogs, amen? (laughs) Certainly we could speak to pipes. And, you know, my flesh was a little nervous. Like, that sounds a little radical. You're getting out there and, you know, you're getting out there. and, and But I, I I stepped out, man. Like, stepped out like if it didn't happen, it would hurt a little bit. You with me? You know, I'm not just throwing out empty words, but like, all right, I'm going to commit to this thing. Amen. And I said, no, I called these pipes clear. And I told Jocelyn, I just, you know, just kind of quiet. I said, I told Jocelyn, I just want you to know I just called our pipes clear, you know, today. Okay, all right, you know, praise God. Yeah, I agree. Man, it was Two days later, I heard this weird sound at night, gargle in the pipes, you know, and just like, it was was somebody flushed the toilet, and I heard this weird, you know, gargle, and it didn't get better, it didn't like start to flow a little better, it was 100% clear, praise God, amen, (laughs) hallelujah, after months, after the plumber said, you probably have a collapsed pipe, and tried to snake it out, perfect, amen, it's been several weeks now, aren't you glad we've got authority, amen. Well, you know, that's not the greatest crisis in the world, but amen, you know, but it matters. But if the name of Jesus is greater than a pipe clog, man, I'm telling you, how much more does he care about disease? How much more does he care about growths? If he, man, listen, hear this right here. This is from the Lord. If he could open up a pipe, he could open up arteries. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, that was that was a word of knowledge right there. If he because I, I didn't I'd never thought that before. And it just if he could open up a pipe, he could open up arteries. Praise God. Amen, brother. Amen. All right. Let's act on that. Amen. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak to sickness and disease of every kind. I speak to arteries. I command them to be clear. I command them to be open. I command them to flow perfectly on the authority of the name of Jesus. Man, thank you, Lord. We command joints to be whole. We command backs to be whole. I command eyes to see. I command ears to hear. I command mental bondages to be broken now in Jesus' name. Right now in the name of Jesus, sickness and disease of every kind, go. Be healed, be whole, be free now in the name of Jesus. Let's all thank God for it and do what you couldn't do before. Take a deep breath. Hallelujah. Move that back. Look with those eyes. Do what you couldn't do. Sit down and stand up. Act your faith in Jesus' name. If there was nothing physical you can do, then just thank him for it. Thank him that it's done in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. Praise God. I won't ask for any testimonies, but who already says, yeah, something's different in my in my body just by raising your hands hold it up if you say something changed in my body i see a few yes amen let's rejoice with these folks glory to god amen (laughs) jesus is the healer maybe you need a test maybe you need a scan you just walk out of this place and thank him if you released your faith thank him that he met your faith amen we'll hear the story later amen glory to god one last thing and i know i've gone long thanks for sticking with me i hope this helped you last thing man philip went to samaria he preached christ unto them and the great joy was in that city. Praise God. They had to accept what Jesus did for them. You have to receive that good message. Amen. You have to receive that message. If you say, man, I don't know I'm, I don't know if I'm a Christian. I'd like to be. Would you pray with me? I want to pray with you this morning. If you say, I know I'm not a Christian, but I want to be. Would you pray with me? I want to pray with you. Or if you say here, I, you know, I'm not sure. I knew I was at one time, but I don't know where I stand with the Lord right now. You can be sure. And I want to pray with you. If that's you on any of those counts you say I want I want to know Jesus. I want him in my heart. I want to be a Christian. I know I want I want I want to be part of his plan. I want I want what I want to be part of his his family. I want to pray with you today. We're all going to pray together. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. If you're watching online and it's or whatever, you know, you're listening to the recording and it's not this morning, it's it might be a year from now I'm thinking about you. And we're all going to pray together. And if you'll reach out to God and call on his name, the Bible says he'll save you. He'll make you his child. Amen. And there can be great joy in your household. Let's all pray together. Dear Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again from the dead. I believe you're alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. Take my life. And make it everything you want it to be. I accept you, Jesus. And you accept me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's thank the Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. You're worthy. And we're going to keep agreeing with you for those people that you're believing God for. And send us their names if you want on Jeremy Gall Ministries' Facebook. And we'll, we'll keep a list going. And we'll pray. And we'll believe God. Amen. And he'll hear an answer. Thank you, brother. Praise Man, God. All right.
0: Okay, uh, here's what we want to do. We haven't been doing an offering, a collection, uh, but we do have available on that back table, uh, right by the door here, if you're walking straight in the door, on that back table, there's offering envelopes. There's a bunch of them there. I just encourage you guys, as you leave, to grab an offering envelope Write down if you want to bless Jeremy and Jocelyn, their ministry, Gall Ministry. Uh, Just fill it in right in the other bucket, if you want to, or special speaker. I think you have two different options on the offering uh, envelope, and then just stick it in that box right Bob, you want to throw your hand up there? See that right to the left of the door there as you walk out? There's a door, uh, there's a box right there. You just slide it right in the top, and we want to bless Jeremy. So let's just pray over him, over their ministry, both of them and their family. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the Gauls, Lord. I thank you for their ministry. Father, I just pray a blessing over them, Father. Continued increase in winning souls for you, Father. Continue to see miracles and miraculous signs coming from their ministry, Lord. We just thank you for them. Father, we pray a blessing over them, over their children as well, over Eden and Cohen as well, Father. We just bless them. Father God, you continue to make a way and a path for them to share the message of the cross and for them to bring joy to the cities that they, that they visit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So remember that on the way back. Also tonight, youth from 6 to 8. Also the Luciano Life Group, I think we're calling it now. uh, At 6.30 here in the sanctuary. And I promised you I'd read out of Philippians 4 each time as we close as our benediction. So just listen to this with me as I read it. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, finally, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. These things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen? Amen, amen. We'll have some prayer teams up here to pray for you. Otherwise, you are dismissed. Don't forget, come back tonight and see you on Saturday at noon. From noon to two, we'll be here praying. Amen? God bless you and have a great day.